Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID and COVID periods. In fact, even in early 2021, COVID remains a big part of our everyday lives. Out of 253 podcasts to date, one initiative that stands out represents my chat with three grade 12 students from Western Canada High School here in Calgary. The students, Bridget Ferguson, Katie Sattler, and Grace Atala, took the initiative in 2020 to launch Joy to Job, a series of webinars dedicated to connecting students with community professionals. The girls shared the origin story of Joy to Job on episode 236 earlier this year. Take the time to consider reaching out to Bridget, Katie or Grace, or even their advisor, Jennifer Lessier from Platform Calgary, to join one of their webinar sessions in order to provide your professional guidance and advice to Calgary students seeking to remove some of the uncertainty connected to their future careers. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review to allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and this afternoon on 10th of March, we have uh, for episode number 268, I have Jenny Pipegrass. I get that right, Jenny? Pipegrass? It, oh, thanks for asking. It's Peepgrass. Peepgrass, sorry. And your, uh, it's, the project is called Project. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, Project Project. It's a play on the word um, and the method of which we're delivering the content. So you have project, I mean, it's, it's, but project, project with a K, right? That's right. Project. Okay. So get, tell us about why this was, a, why we're even having this podcast and kind of the origin story and we'll go from there. Absolutely. So um, it was, it was at the beginning of the pandemic, sort of May of 2020, um, right. a, a good friend of mine um, who was also a, um, a successful advertising uh, executive as well as artist and designer um, submitted an illustration to an organization down in the U.S. called Amplifier, and their mission is to use art for positive social change. And they had made a call for artists to submit their works um, so that they could be projected uh, on hospitals or in public places to help uplift people and help them cope with the right. pandemic. And so, her work was selected. Um, and it was a huge, um, it felt, she was so pleased to see um, her message being um, uh, projected on hospitals and yeah. for, you know, downtown in London. And, she, and we got to talking one night and said, wouldn't it be nice. great if we could bring this to Calgary? Um, and then we took it a little further. We said, well, you know, Calgary is really having a very unique moment right now because there's not just the pandemic. Uh, Black Lives Matter at that point was, was um, top of mind for everyone. Uh, and also our economic situation in Calgary is, uh, was really unique. Um, and sure. we wanted to sort of capture those sentiments in the city as well. Yeah, I mean, I do remember. I mean, you, you just see that you, you see those where people would, would do some unique, you know, unique uh, art things across the city or just on Instagram or social media. But I remember one of the children in Edmonton, there was a story 
I don't know if you remember if you saw that, but the, the girl had done, I don't know, 12 to 13 year old girl done the, the squares for Monopoly on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know how that finished, if they got to finish it or the weather, you know, and I thought, wow, what a great thing to do. Just, you know, that kind of art. Is it? So is it Kelly Pollock? Is that your colleague? Jen? That's right. Thank you. Kelly is uh, Kelly's my my partner in this particular project, for sure. So what what anything unique that happened in Calgary then since the, the being in London or wherever? What, is there anything you want to talk about that, that came out of that? Yeah. So what we did was we we started sharing this idea with some of the folks in the community that we thought we might be able to um, invite into helping us fund it. Um, and as well as, as provide a venue where we could project it. So um, I work at the Glenbow and, uh, yeah. and I asked them if they might be interested in, in being the platform for this exhibition. Um, we had some great funding partners come to the table. RBC uh, supported all of the emerging artists. Uh, right. And we had um, the Calgary Downtown Association, the Calgary Arts Development Authority, Osler and Calgary Tourism um, eventually all came to the table. Um, and what we did was we made a call for artists um, with, and we raised enough money to pay each artist $1,000, uh, each selected artist $1,000. And we set out to find 60 works that we wanted to include in the show. Um, we made the call for artists and we had a bit of a panic because nobody was entering, but we had the call. Mo the most, of the call <laughs> most of the call was over the holidays. Yeah. Um, so we extended the deadline and from, from feeling like, oh gosh, no one's going to participate um, to our deadline at the end of January, we had over 520 entries. It was remarkable. Wait, so this was just in December, like November, December. That's right. Okay. Cause I, I tell you, cause why I saw Kelly, the, I, I saw a post she made. I was, I had the Instagram uh, account for about a week. Yep. About the Live Tech Love Life. And I, just, I made a list. And, I, and, and her name, you know, was on the K. But uh, she caught my eye. And I, I'm looking at her Instagram handle now. And it's like, it's her, right? I'm sorry. Made by Pollock. Yep. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's amazing photos. But they're not just photos. There's kind of people doing real cool stuff. Yeah, so we um, we had the show um, projected on the exterior of the Glenbow. Um, for right. three three weekends in February, yeah. um, and it was really something. We Kelly and I were down there every weekend, and um, uh, each time we would get to meet another one of the artists who had submitted because they came down and um, they brought their families, and they were it was it meant something uh, to them to be pro projected on the Glenbow and have their work displayed as a part of Chinook Blast. Yeah. Um, they were super excited. Oh, Chinook Blast! Wait, yes, because I had Dave Lowe. And he just finished it. He was on my podcast just last week. He goes, oh, great. Yeah, we, just been, we just finished the Chinook Blast. See, I live in a bubble. <laughs> I live in a, a <laughs> I've been in a COVID bubble for a whole year. As they say, we all do. <laughs> but the Chinook Blast, I'm like, and I thought he was talking about like, you know, 1988 when there was, we had Chinook during the Olympics. Anyway, no, but it was this whole event. Wow. This festival. Yeah. yeah. And so we were projected on the Stephen Avenue side of Glenbow and, um, and so the works that we got were really um, terrific. They, a lot of them had messages that were sort of encouraging people to, you know, to, to stay strong and support yeah. one another through COVID-19. But there was also some really important messages about um, reconciliation with the Indigenous community and yeah. um, uh, Black Lives Matter and people of color and inclusion and gender equity. And then some really inspiring thoughts about how, where do we go from here as a city? Um, so that was terrific. So do you, I mean, this comes to mind to me is the mural art, that whole program, that urban, I, I think there's some kind of acronym, Calgary Be Urban 
Beltline Urban Mural Project, BUMP, that's they it. call it. Yeah. Are you part of that or is it something that's just could be could be part of your project going forward? It certainly could be part of our project going forward. We have uh, we've been fielding inquiries about what happens next with this artwork. So we're definitely thinking about it. We aren't officially partnered with BUMP now, um, yeah. but we love what they do and we see the value um, in terms of what they've contributed to the sort of the urban landscape in Calgary. I tell you, you know, I started seeing that like, so I've been overseas for a while and when I first went to Europe, and I remember, you know, you're riding on the tram, say, in, in whatever different cities in Europe, and there's a, there was that big and a graffiti, right? But it was a real part of the, the core of the downtown Europe. And you come to North America, this is, I mean, 20 years ago, there was like faux pas, forbidden to do that. And now it's like accepted. It's, a, it's kind of this urban lore. And it's incredible what the, you know, the talent that can be exhibited. I, I just think it's a great, I'm not putting them, I don't, I haven't had them on. I'd love to have them on the podcast. But I just think it's art really, you know, I think I think I mentioned to you before at Patty Pond's on, we were talking about, she's like, art's all around us. And you live in, you live in the museum where art is around you as well. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think one of the, one of the quotes that impacted me most at the beginning of the, of the pandemic was, and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't re- remember who it's attributed to, but the, the phrase was, science will get us out of this, but art will get us through it. And, um, you know, that's what kept sort of going through my mind when we were embarking on this project. And I agree with you 100%, Alan. Art, art makes your day-to-day experience just better, right? And it's a way that we can spark conversation, connect with one another. It's a lot like sport and music that way. It's this unifying human experience where we can all come together. Well, either, I mean, art is usually, they always say, was the eye of the beholder. Or the eye, but, the, you know, it's, it's, it can say a thousand, the picture can say a thousand words or whatever and I see you've got, we got this. Is that, was that that part of the theme? The project? Part? Yeah, that's the, we got this, the fist illustration. That was Kelly's uh, work that was submitted to Amplifier and in, included in the, um, included in the project project as well. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, and that was sort of the spirit of this. I mean, Kelly's got a long history of leveraging her talent to create galvanizing symbols uh, in times of trouble. She's the um, artist behind a poster that got some, uh, got some profile during the 2013 floods. It was the one um, with Godzilla sort of shooting fire at the Calgary Tower. Meanwhile, <laughs> there was uh, the train is falling into the river and there's a hippo yeah. in the river. And it just says, meanwhile, in Calgary, because there was so much happening. Oh, that's um, funny. I wasn't. Yeah, there. I think. Wow. That would be that would be. Does she have that? I got to look that. I got to look down her feed because that's that's incredibly innovative. There was there was something they were talking about the hippo. There was somebody had a commercial. They showed this mini hippo. But I guess that. <laughs> Wow. So but listen, I, you and I talked about the, the, the cows and I, did they get stored? Remember years ago, they were all over the city, like the, cow, the, the metal cow. Were they metal or? I think coffee? they're fiberglass. Yeah. Oh, they're fiberglass. So they're light. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought they were like this heavy sto- you know, metal stone. They couldn't be moved because they're gone. But they're, you said they're coming back or are they making a comeback? I don't know if they're coming back, but I did. We do have one at Glenbow. I happened to be walking through the conservation lab and I saw it there. So it's obviously being cared for and stored um, at Glenbow. And we may have more, um, yeah. you know, the, gosh, there were dozens of them, weren't there? And they were all they're really everywhere. unique. Yeah. They were everywhere. And I think, why not line them up on the streets and just cause that, you know, like, like a gnomes, you know, people, they put the gnomes in the gardens where you put those cows, just show up one night. Somebody's <laughs> People wake up. Why is that? You know, but it would be fun, right? It would be a fun thing. 
and you pick a cow or find a cow. I don't know, but you'd have to find them first, right? Exactly. Yeah. They're probably all over the place. Cause I think different, I think they were sponsored by different companies and organizations and different artists were involved. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to do a, a retrospective on that project. Yeah. Where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, they were put to pasture. Really? Which pasture? And then, you know, you really play on the words there, but um, so what's, so what's next on the project project? Well, we we have a few opportunities to uh, to share the work, but it's you can um, the the all of the artwork that was selected for the show um, yeah. is, is available on our website. So it's project p r o j e c t project p r o j e k t together all one yeah all one word at dot c a. So you can go there and see all sixty works and learn about the artist statements and the artists that that submitted those works. Um, and our Instagram feed is uh, is also uh, got everyone's everyone's pieces there. Um, we've had an, a ton of inquiries from the public about where they could buy prints of the work, um, and so we've been brokering, you know, not brokering, but connecting those in- inquiries with the artists. And hopefully, what we're one of the upsides of the show and the project is that these artists' businesses are growing as a result. Right. Yeah. So okay, because I'm just I'm on the website now, but it seems. My, my, it's, I'm only getting the people's names. I don't see any photos. Maybe that's just the, I, I my, something. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Then the picture, it, sh- it was slow. It's showing, okay. It's loading now. There. Good. Yeah, it's loaded because the name was there. And then it's like, wait a minute. Now you click on it and you see these are really good. So you've got people have done the theme with the masks. Yes. I'm just, for the benefit of the listener, the listener, the two listeners, because it's late in the day, nobody, you know, they're not getting on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> This is fantastic. So these are the works. So then yep. it's portrayed on the sidewalk or on the wall, or how was that? It was on the wall. So uh, just east of the plus 15 uh, that links the Calgary uh, Television Convention Center and Glenbow Museum. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, yep. And uh, we worked with uh, UVS, which is a, a local projection uh, and lighting company. And they, yeah. they did a fabulous job. They were, um, the, res- the resolution was spectacular. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a really great way to, that people could enjoy the work from a safe social distance. Um, and Glenbow, as you know, is closed at the moment because of the pandemic. So it was also yeah. a great way for people to engage with the museum. Um, and for, and it, it was really meaningful for Glenbow to take, to, uh, create this platform for emerging talent and for Calgary's artists and for these positive messages. Let's go back. As you said, initially you weren't getting the response and then what, what did you do to get what was your what was your first kind of initiative to get people to uh, respond, or did you use social media? What did you do there? A couple of different things. So uh, we relied on our sponsors to help us, and our jury. We had a fabulous jury, including Mayor Nenshi um, and uh, and a few other and several other community leaders. Um, yeah. And uh, and so we we looked to our jury and our sponsors to help us spread the word about the call for artists, and everybody was terrific. Um, we did our own kind of campaign with the various arts organizations across the city, both over social media and working our own personal networks to get um, get the word out. Um, Kelly, uh, being uh, working with um, artists her entire career, has a, a pretty big network of of graphic designers and illustrators and artists. So she was contacting people every day, um, and uh, and yeah, it worked. Um, extending the deadline and uh, and and just sort of um, pounding pavement, really. Yeah. <laughs> so this is wait. I'm, I'm looking on the website. And there's Kelly. She's a CGSW. Kelly Jenny Con. Uh, Jenny. Wait. There's Kelly. Wait. You've got. You said Kelly or Jenny. Kelly. Okay. Kelly Pollock. Okay. Because it was yeah. Jenny from the CGSW. I think that was the. 
Jenny, Con- Jenny Conway Fisher's actually, she did have a show on CJSW, but she's our uh, director of marketing and communications at Glenbow. And she was one of our jurors as well. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I just looking further at her profile and it says you, she was in Qatar for two years and we were there for three. So oh I my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit different uh, of a place to be, but um, interesting. Wow. It's a massive uh, panel of jurors, I guess. And there's you on the you and Kelly at the bottom. Yes. Yeah. No, we were so fortunate. And like, that's something that's just blown us away through the whole process is every time we asked the community for help on this project, they responded. Um, and that was fantastic. So yeah, we had, um, uh, for example, Pam Krause from the Center for Sexuality was there and Tim Fox, yeah. who's the vice president of Indigenous Relations at the Calgary Foundation. Um, it was just a really terrific jury. Yeah. That's incredible. Like it just, uh, as you said, that initially you thought nobody was going to respond. So then they just, they, they came in floods. Was there just, you had more than what you could handle? Does that happen? Oh yeah. We had, uh, we had, yeah, we, we, we learned a lot as we went through the jurying process in terms of like, how do we, how do we help very busy people uh, look at 520 works and, and, you know, and, 520. Yeah. And you only took, you only showcased 60. What a shame. For That's the other. right. But I'm sure there's talent within that talent as well. <laughs> well, exactly. And it suggests that there's, there's an appetite for this kind of thing. So perhaps there'll be another, maybe there'll be a future edition of Project Project. Different themes, perhaps, for a different time. You know, when you, when you said about the projection on the, the road or the wall, I, I, was, I, I had the privilege of going to Berlin just a, a few years after the Berlin Wall came down. And in that tour throughout Berlin, they were showing you where during, you know, the, the east to the west side, the radio state or the TV station projected onto the sidewalk. Oh, okay. The news from the west onto the east. And then they built the wall up to block that. There's a specific part of the wall. They said they built up the wall higher to prevent them from projecting, you know, the news onto the sidewalk. So, I mean, that's, huh. I, I, it's one of those things. It'd be, it'd be interesting to know the history of that a little more than just a a little trivia piece but you really took me back there oh that's so interesting i wasn't aware of that i'll look it up too because it's another it's an example of how this medium is used or this media is used to to inspire and unify yeah that's great yes kind of it's like an old school technique of projecting something on the wall and here you are you you kind of instead of having everybody draw and whatever it is you've got 60 artists you portray them so is it each day did it cycle through i mean i wasn't down there but how how did that work? Yeah, we were on the weekend evenings, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the last three weekends of February, and the show was about twenty minutes long. So each each work was projected was was uh, given about twenty seven seconds before it would it would shift to the next one. Yeah, and then that was from six to nine p.m. So every twenty minutes, it would cycle through. Oh, instead of everyone gets their twenty seven seconds of fame. Exactly. <laughs> times <laughs> times however many. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so six, but sixty artists, so that. They've worked for that, but you, as you said, they're, they're, it's kind of that cross promotion. Yeah, now, their business is picked up. Is it something that uh, are they doing? You, are you doing anything in tandem, like on social media, with some of those artists? Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of things for the artists. I mean, it was really important to us that you know, especially because artists have um, have been especially impacted uh, by the pandemic in terms of their ability to continue their business. Um, so we wanted to make sure that artists were compensated often in, in difficult times, people turn to artists and ask them to donate their work while they're still trying to pay the bills. So we wanted to make sure that artists were compensated, um, for, uh, for participating in the show. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then whatever exposure we can offer, we've been really happy to do that. So, um, you know, there's been, we've been, uh, Kelly was very busy on social media, connecting, um, works to artists and fielding inquiries and, uh, and, 
one of the things, the nice things that happened was um, really uh, often artists, when they saw their work projected, they would take a photograph and tag it on social media. Yeah. And so it kept the conversation going and broadened the exposure. Well, and also it, it basically, it keeps it, it preserves it for, for, for whatever, right? The next medium, wherever they want to use it in the cross promotion. I mean, I, I think some of the pictures are fantastic. So they just created that just for these. These are like unique the 60, 70 photos that are on here. Yeah, and well, for the most part, like we invited artists, if they had works that fit the themes that they had completed before, um, yeah. they were welcome to submit those. But in many cases, they were, they were unique works for this particular show. You know, like some of this stuff can really have longevity and back to that mural art. And I don't, I, you know, I, 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 there was something in the U.S. where they were doing, they were painting garage door and back lanes or, you know, like really, you see some unique artists where they do in some of those old warehouse districts where they're just, you know, the big berry doors. It looks like artists went to town, but they really are some creative stuff. Is that something that, I mean, this is outside of the remit here, but is that something your team has thought of or anybody, you know, aware of? We're in Calgary, inner city, you know, outside the mural, like, I, I guess outside of the, what'd you call it? The dump? No, not the dump. Sorry. <laughs> bump. <laughs> the bump project. <laughs> You know, that kind of where you really just lighten it up because some people are kind of really reticent about that. And they're not they're not happy to have things painted because they're maybe old school. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I personally I'm not familiar with any of initiatives of that nature. But, you know, I think that I think that Calgary, um, I mean, I moved here uh, 21 years ago uh, and, right. I, and I was delighted to discover um, the vibrancy of, of the arts community here. So I think anything's possible here. Um, and uh, and. And there's a ton of talent and, um, and there's a real open-mindedness, I think, especially now as we're trying to find a new way forward as a city. I think there's a real open-mindedness yeah. to trying these things and, and, letting the, and seeing what kind of impact they have. Well, I'm just thinking on a simple level, you know, the back lanes. I grew up in Calgary and I know the city, I know those back lanes and they're not pretty, right? Yeah. They're dark, they're, you know, and, and some of the community, communities and that's just all over the city. I'm not going to name names. But I thought, wow, if you could just paint garages, get people back there and you know, just create, paint those garage doors. Yeah. Get some art, you know, and it, it's just, I don't know, it takes, it takes initiative. Someone like the Bump, the Bump Project is really, I loved it. Like my daughters were, my daughter came from, you know, from Montreal and we came from overseas. So it was, they did a tour and they took pictures and, and you know, those things are, they're, they're permanent. You know, they're yes. kind of a permanent part of it. At least if you take a picture of it, even if you change the, the wall. So... Well, and they yeah. become iconic symbols, right? Like in, in many cases, like if you think about things that are symbols of Calgary, you know, sometimes, I, you know, you've mentioned the sort of the, the different cow, the cow project. And think, <laughs> think about that statue down by the Hudson's Bay building where the two men in, in uh, fedoras yes. are shaking hands. Like, yes. you know, you see that anywhere in the world. You're like, oh, Calgary, right? Um, and I think that was a part of our inspiration too, is like, what are going to be the symbols that, that remind us of this time, right? Like, and remind yeah. us of how, of our identity. No, it is. I mean, like the, I mean, the Calgary, um, the, those, the speakers at the Calgary Board of Education, those tall statues. Yes. They used to be the only thing you see when you drove by years ago. And now the kind of buildings, have, they're still there. Yeah. They were iconic, and they, you know, to me, they're just legendary. And the Calgary Tower has kind of gotten swooped in, you know, by. And I see someone's done this one. Thank you with the Calgary Tower, and it's yes, tongue, yeah. 
that was Regan Fraser. She actually helped us out by serving as a bit of a spokesperson for the for the project, and she's uh, she's a senior account or senior uh, creative executive with McCann Advertising. So she's super, oh, okay. t- yeah, really talented lady. You know and that because the ta- Calgary Tower. I have a picture. I just googled 1966, um, and the picture is the only thing you see in the mountains. It's an amazing photo, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. I don't know if it's in your archives, but it was definitely, uh, you know, and that's that's just one of those, of course, buildings change, the city change. It's all over. I was in Dubai and, you know, people show those photos from the, the set, uh, 80s or whatever. And it's like, yeah, there was nothing but desert in that, the one building. <laughs> that's so. right. Well, I, I, I think it's fantastic. And thank you for bringing, you know, the project, projecting your uh, voice on this one, because I think it's fantastic. Artists have a voice as well. This is their voice. Right. The, the picture or their painted picture, that's their voice. Yeah. And we are so lucky to have them in this city where we're, we're wealthy in that kind of talent. And, and it's time. It's it's a, an honor to share that with a with a wider audience. So just on, just on a note, then, do you, Jenny, are you aware of the schools that they've gone to? So here in Calgary and maybe a shout out to some of the the I don't know, I, I, I can't I'm not even going to think of it because I just can't. But maybe you can give some names to those uh, places where these people have learned. Well, you know, um, we had a, a very wide range. Um, one, I think one of our yeah. youngest artists was 16 years old. Um, she did a beautiful illustration uh, about mental health and wellness during, during COVID-19. Um, and, uh, but, you know, yeah, we have, we have had people trained at AU Arts. Uh, we have had self-taught individuals. Uh, we had... Um, uh, you know, we had a really wonderfully diverse representation um, of, of that sort of reflected the city. We have we had artists um, from the disabled community. We had artists from from the LGBTQ community. Um, and yeah. so uh, we we had artists uh, from of all different cultural backgrounds, which was super exciting. And uh, so, yeah, people some people were trained internationally. So it was a real, real mix, a real mix. Yeah. Well, there's a come. Not always a theme, but there's a several with the masks. Let's see, I'm just looking through the feed, and there's one here. Someone did a pl- looks like a, a an astronaut with a plant sticking out of it. Oh, the Happy Place. Yeah, that's a yeah. lovely one. Jennifer Leah Arsenal. So well, she's we from Edmonton. This. So is that okay? So you see this? You know the names, right? <laughs> I just mentioned Kirsten Weens. Where's Kirsten from? I believe <laughs> she's Calgarian. She's quite young. Yep. Most yeah. of our artists were under 35, which was another exciting aspect. Well, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Is there anything, Jenny, if I missed anything in this? I mean, it's, it's exciting. Art, the, the pictures say a thousand words, a thousand and one if you want to say it. But uh, is there anything I missed asking you that you wanted to say? Uh, just that we were really grateful to have the partnership of Glenbow and, of course, the support of our sponsors. And, uh, and um, we're grateful to you, Alan, for the time to talk about talk about this project and encourage people to check out the works online at projectproject.ca. You know, you mentioned the Chinook. I, so I just caught, uh, I caught David Lowe from that. He's from that, the Victoria Park, Victoria Park. Yeah. And so we were just going through that. Uh, he says, yeah, I just finished the blast. And I didn't know. Right? I told you I said it was in a bubble, but that was pretty cool. Like those boxes, the, the lights, sh- the kind of, the, what was it? The almost like an igloo, but it was a, you know, better because, but they had the the lights kept changing on that. Yeah, there were insta there were light based installations all over downtown, and um, you know, the initial the, the sort of the galvanizing idea behind Chinook Blast is to 
is so to sort of um, celebrate that Calgary is a winter city and acclimatize people to getting out and participating in festivals, even when the weather is cold. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, and add the layer of the fact that it's a pandemic. Um, uh, I think the city responded so well and, sh- and, and demonstrated that we're really up for this, that we want that kind of um, community experience, even if it's minus 20. So is there, are there any coming up events that I can shout out or cross promote? I mean, I, I... <laughs> well, I'd say that uh, while Project Project is uh, considering uh, what our next moves are in the meantime, the Glenbow, uh, when it reopens, hopefully in the next um, several weeks, uh, yeah. we have a beautiful exhibition on. Uh, it was recently installed and will be with us until the end of April. Um, it's called uh, Mapping Worlds by an Innu artist named Shuvanaya Shuna. Um, and it's a beautifully unique look um, through the lens of uh, someone living in the modern north. And uh, it's, it's definitely worth seeing. So that's going to open up when you open up. That- yeah. Yeah. We have, and we don't have certainty around when that date is going to be, but we're optimistic it will be um, before too soon. Well, thank you so much. I have to say last, because I, you know, I spent some time in Russia and in Moscow and and the, uh, Giacometti is just literally one of those, if you've ever seen his works, and it's just these weird statues. And Giacometti, have you ever seen Giacometti? But so what, I have not. And it's really cool. If you, if you Google it, he's like these tall figures and made of kind of a copper or brass. I don't know. It's, but anyway, just, you know, talking to someone from the museum, I mean, this is, the Glenbow is pretty much our only museum. Is that right? Well, we certainly are. Uh, we certainly are Calgary's uh, oldest uh, museum yeah. institution, and uh, and you know, as far as the size of the collection, we have over quarter million uh, works of art and artifacts uh, at the Glenbow. I don't know that a lot of people know that, um, and that's we have the third largest contemporary art collection in Canada. Um, so it's uh, it's it's exciting to think that we have this in our city, and uh, yeah. and we're at a bit of a crossroads. We're going to renovate and 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 reimagine the museum. So it's certainly well, an that- institution to watch right now. That's exciting. I mean, we're happy to get you on the podcast to share some of that, or we do a Zoom cast. But you know, because I remember going to the grade six and and seeing some of the you know the night that the, I think you had a lot of you know like I just remember there's a lot of history the Canadian Alberta history that you'd go through. And again, I was young, right? So you just walk through as a day away from school. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so a lot of Calgarians share that memory, right, of experiencing Glenbow as a student. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, before, before the pandemic, we were seeing a pretty big uptick in terms of people who are participating uh, in our contemporary art programs. And, uh, yeah, so I think, I think the future is bright for the institution, for sure. But I think that, to those that nostalgia, when you do reopen and you show footage and remember, you know, and the, getting the kids excited for the grand, it's like, remember Grandpa? Grandpa, do you remember those? And then you show that, you know, the kids looking at some of that stuff. That, and then, you know what I mean? Like you can show the generationals together in one sort of clip or whatever. I, I kind of use that, that Instagram or not Instagram, the, if you take the TikTok where the kids, the grandkids are looking at something that they, and saying, Grandpa, did you see this? And, you know, that kind of, or the grandparents get the kids excited. They're looking at it on Facebook or whatever. And I think you can cross those. I'm taking Glenbo, but. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Museums are museums are a huge opportunity for that sort of intergenerational connection, right? Like uh, sharing stories from the past and and inspiring, you know, a brighter future. So it's exciting. Well, Jenny, thanks so much, really, for for just sharing the project and and for Kelly. I know Kelly didn't Kelly, you didn't want to get on the podcast (laughs) because your work speaks 
volumes. I, I'm saying, Kelly, your work speaks volumes. I'm looking at some of the pottery on there and just, you know, I'm, I'm not an artist person. I just like art. I don't, you know, how do I say that? You're an appreciator. You know? Yeah, appreciator. <laughs> Jenny, thanks so much for your time today. And, Thank uh, you for having me. My pleasure. And stay safe. You too. Bye-bye. All right.